Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another film review. This is going to be for the latest outing in the MCU, Marvel's Eternals, directed by one Chloe, I think that's how you say the first name, uh, Chloe Zhao. Uh, I'm your host, Matthew, and uh, yeah, we'll start off spoiler free. Uh, we'll get into spoilers in the second half, but I'll give you my uh, spoiler free, well, not re impressions, spo uh, spoiler free review for this film. Uh, I'm going to give this an easy must see. This is an easy 10 out of 10. I love this film. I just wow. Um I really, really thoroughly enjoyed this film. And there were so many things running through my mind while I was watching this and you know, on the way home thinking about like obviously my thoughts on it a bit more and what I'm gonna say at the start and just just, just I mean let I, I think we should all be a bit more grateful for the MCU how far this franchise has come is unbelievable um i mean it started in 2008 with a rich guy getting trapped in a cave he had some scraps had, had some scraps sorry and he built an iron man suit and then here we are with like celestials um like the avengers we did that story you know thanos all, all that galactic sort of stuff did that story, Guardians of the Galaxy, done it, Spider-Man, done it, Doctor Strange, you know, we got through so many characters at the moment, but the thing that's impressed me the most about the MCU up to this point is we've had, was it 13 years of films? 13, 20, 20. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 13 years of films, right, with the point that the MCU is at now, which is they've just set up the Eternals and Shang-Chi and they've started rebuilding the Avengers with what happened in Black Widow and you're going to get Hayley Steinfeld's uh, Kate Bishop soon and we haven't even started on the X-Men and Fantastic Four, haven't even started on them. I I'll prob I can easily see there being another 15 years of MCU films and I'm here for all of it, I'm absolutely here for all of it. Um, I, I love the path that the MCU's taken since Avengers Endgame. I really, really do. Um, but onto this actual, I just wanted to give kind of a big picture sort of thing for, for the MCU. Now that we're, now that we've gone from like a guy in a cave making an Iron Man suit to like these otherworldly beings as Celestials and the Avengers and everything else that this franchise has been through. Um, it's quite incredible because this is what the 26th film, I think. That's that's a stunning achievement. Like that really, really is. Um, but that just comes with things like good planning, good writing, good storytelling, good good casting, good actors, good scripts. You know that 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 sort of thing. Um, in terms of this film, um, I'm going to start with my negatives. Um, I only have one problem with this film, and that is that the MCU music wasn't in the intro. That's that's my only problem with this film, which isn't actually a film specific problem. I just sometimes the the MCU music can get you like really pumped up, well it does for me anyway. And you often have like a cold open, which you do in this film, and then you kick into the MCU music, and then you go on with the rest of the film. Um, it's not even really a problem. It's just more of a sort of oh okay, you went with like a different sort of song. That's that's totally fine. But uh, I found these group of characters to be awesome. I really enjoyed learning about them and seeing their relationships and learning a bit of background on what the Celestials are, what these Deviants are, uh, why they couldn't interfere in like Endgame and Thanos and all that sort of thing and um, 
I mean, this cast list is unbelievable as well. Uh, I'm just going to quickly read through it. We got Gemma Chan, who I know from uh, uh, Humans on on Channel Four. I think it was an AMC show in the US. Richard Madden, obviously from Game of Thrones. Angelina Jolie is Angelina Jolie. Uh, Salma Hayek, uh, Kit Harrington, also Game of Thrones. Uh, Kuku Mile Ninjani, who was from um, what's that HBO show called Silicon Valley. Lisa, sorry, Laya McHugh. Don't think I've seen her before. I might have, but not quite to my recollection. Brian uh, Tyree Henry. I've seen him in a few things as well. Uh, Lauren Ridloff from uh, The Walking Dead. She plays uh, Connie on the show. She's great in that. Barry uh, Coogan. I've seen him before. Can't quite think of what. Um, Ma uh, Dong Siok. I've seen him in a few things before. Um... I tell you what, until I loaded this cast list, I didn't know that, uh, I think his name is Crow, K-R-O, I didn't know that was Bill Skarsgård, I sort of just didn't really recognise him, um, and some, uh, some others as well, um, but incredible cast list, and I can't believe we've got to a point where Angelina Jolie is in a Marvel film, now, I dare any of you to sit there and tell me that that was a th- something that was on your mind 10 years ago. Um, like, yeah, you know, we've got some, you know, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Hemsworth and Scarlett Johansson. But I don't know, something about Angelina Jolie to me is like, wow, okay, we've, we've, like, who can't the MCU get? Like, who? Um, I mean, if I'm to think of, like, a big celebrity that hasn't been in a Marvel film probably like Arnold Schwarzenegger or somebody um because Sylvester Stallone's been in Guardians but yeah you you went you went for Angelina Jolie um awesome stuff but uh I'm really proud of this film as well actually um not just for being awesome but uh this also does some there's been some reports and some news and stuff about I think it was in Saudi Arabia um where the, the film was banned because there's a, a kissing scene between two gay characters. Um, it's uh, Which two was it? It was uh, Fastos and um, Ben are the, are the two characters. Because they are um, uh, a gay couple and then they have like their son, I think is supposed to be Jack from this cast list, uh, living together and everything. Which is, which is great. And... Um, yeah, I mean, this what I didn't just love this film because it does some great things with uh, diverse storytelling. I mean, you've got Lauren Ridloff, of course, representing the uh, deaf community. Um, I think she's the first... Yeah, she's the first... She's the MCU's first deaf character, isn't she? Or, like, actress character. Because, uh, yes, I know that Daredevil is... is um, Well, he's blind, actually. So, no, that's a completely different thing. Um... But uh, but the but Daredevil, the Netflix show that isn't at the moment MCU canon anyway. But uh, of course he's blind, isn't he? Yeah, he's not deaf. He's got like um, special hearing and stuff. But um, they did some really really good stuff with uh, their diverse characters. Like I said, with the the gay couple that's in this film, which I thought was really cool, and uh, with Lauren Ridloff's um, character as well, who I'm obviously I'm familiar with her because of Walking Dead. And she plays Connie on that show where she's really great as well. But um, it's kind of funny how there's a scene in one of the slightly earlier seasons of The Walking Dead. And um, Kelly is 
supposed to be Connie's sister in The Walking Dead. I think they're sisters, yeah. And um, Kelly at some point is talking to uh, Connie in the show, right, about um, her uh, her deafness. And um, Connie replies, obviously does it in sign language and the subtitles come up. And she's like, no, this um, deafness that I've got, it's it's a damn superpower. And then she ends up in the Eternals. Like that's pretty cool, right? That's 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 really really cool that that uh, ended up happening. But um, no, fantastic work with these characters. Um, they started off with kind of like a bit of an action scene, and straight away I was like, wow, these characters are really really impressive. And the story here is great as well. Um, acting, directing. Um, of course you've got the director Chloe, like I said before. She's really, really good at uh, doing what she's doing here. It says that she did the uh, screenplay as well. So obviously she was a director and stuff, which is great. But um, this film film also... There's a bit of a scene that I took, kind of not took personally in a bad way, but as a bisexual person, I looked at the scene when... um, Oh, what's his name again? When uh, Fastos is introduced, and he's living at home with this son and his, uh, I think they're just boyfriends. I don't think that they're actually husbands, but yeah, boyfriend. I was like, hmm, that's cool. Um, and then it kind of got me thinking about like maybe that could happen to me one day. Maybe I could have like a kid and I could live with a husband or boyfriend or, or whatever. And I don't know that that scene like gave me some hope for for that in in maybe a strange way i don't know but um i kind of like and i know that they're obviously black and i'm white so it's slightly different with that but in terms of their sexuality and stuff and their like living situation i was like huh maybe that could be maybe that could be me one day um and i'm not talking about it giving me hope in terms of they are obviously they have powers and stuff and i don't but like that that sort of just like that that type of representation on screen i think is just so important and um probably the same for the other side you know with like um Lauren Ridloff's character with her being deaf and cuz her character's name is M- M- Makari i think uh she's like a speedster and everything i'll talk about some uh some small kind of dc comparisons in a minute as well but um yeah her kind of be you know giving the film some uh, death representation on screen which is great obviously she does that in the walking dead as well um that was really really good but i don't know like it's interesting how i did a podcast a few weeks ago talking about like how i'd like diversity to start leading the screen a bit more and then i get to see this film and i'm like yeah this this is pretty much what i've been asking for but it's a combination thing for me of a great story diverse characters but those characters have really interesting like backgrounds and relationships and a story to them being set in the mcu which is something i already trust being a marvel film which is great uh it, it was just kind of for me this film was like a really good package deal in a way of like checking off so many things that i think made it made it so much better like there's the, the, this film's got a lot of really good things going for it and as i said my only well again not even problem with the actual film but because i missed i basically missed the mcu introduction um music because they played a different piece of music but i had no other problems with this with this story 
uh, or with this film. Um, and the other really cool thing as well is now that these characters have been set up and we've got like a completely new set of characters, what's it going to be like when these characters interact with Spider-Man or Doctor Strange or Captain America or that's such a cool thing. And because these characters are different to ones that we've already seen, it makes the interactions more interesting to me. Um, but no, I, I really, really enjoyed this. Like, it, it was interesting in the last because it's taken me a bit of time, a bit more time than usual to get to see this film. Um, which wasn't because of I thought this was going to be bad. I just, um, th- th- my viewing just didn't quite line up with when I wanted it to, basically. And... I kept seeing a lot of people say like, oh, this was okay, this was pretty good. Like, not n- nobody sort of like, wow, this was incredible, apart from a few people. Um, and some people being like, ah, oh, it, was, it was fine, I expected a bit more. And I was like, oh, um, not that I'm like swayed by other people's opinions in that way too much. I still went in thinking, okay, fresh new characters for the MCU. Um, what's that, you know, and I already had the trust that they were going to do a good job, which... They they definitely did. And to me... Because we all go in with different levels of expectations, right? When we go into different films. And my expectations were, like, relatively high. Not, like, really, really through the roof. But my expectations were, okay, I'm expecting to be quite impressed by this film. And then, you know, seeing the, the opinions of other people come out. And it's like, oh, it's okay, it's good. And I was like, hmm, okay. Maybe, maybe I'll just still have a bit of a different viewing experience. Which maybe I did... But um, I think this film exceeded my expectations in a way. Um, Like, slightly exceeded my expectations. But, um, yeah. Just, wow. I'm just really... uh, I can't wait to see these characters again. I can't wait to see these characters interact with the rest of the MCU. And to build on a story and stuff. And there's, there's two advantages that the MCU has got, right? When you go to watch the next MCU film or TV show... You've got that individual story, right? So, like, what is the story of the Eternals? Okay? So, you go see that, and then maybe you like it, maybe you don't, whatever. Maybe you're somewhere in the middle, right? But then you've also got, like, okay, this is going to connect to a bigger picture. So, you've got... Each film has got kind of... And TV show has got kind of two things to lean on, which is... What's going to be the connective tissue? Like, are are other characters going to show up? Or other references? Or, like, obviously, post-credit scenes, that sort of thing. And then what is the individual story going to be like? Um, and I think they nailed both of those types of things. And I thought it was fantastic. Um, I just want to say as well. So you've got two characters that I took. Particular kind of. Let's call it DC interesting right. Richard Madden's uh, Icarus. He's kind of like the MCU Superman. In a way. Then you've got uh, Lauren Ridloff's. Um, Makari, who's like a speedster, so a bit like the Flash. Their powers might be slightly different, like I don't know if Makari can do the exact same things that the Flash can do, but she's got super speed, and Richard Madden's um, Icarus has got like, he can fly, he can shoot beams, and that sort of thing. And it's just so funny how, like I almost genuinely laughed as I was watching, because it in like a sort of, what are you doing DC kind of thing. Where. I was watching Icarus. Richard Madden's character fly around. And it's like. Oh, we kind of have a MCU Superman. And it's like. Okay we haven't seen. In terms of like. 
um, previous films, because obviously uh, the Snyder Cut was filmed way before this year. And it's like, we haven't seen Superman on screen properly, like Henry Cavill's Superman on the big screen. Obviously, there's a TV show, but I'm talking about the their big screen films. Since 2017 in Justice League, obviously, we haven't had a Man of Steel sequel at all, and that was 2013. And it's like, yeah, I'd, I'd love Henry Cavill to come back as Superman, but it's like, you can almost take a bit more time with that, because, like, with this universe that I trust a lot more, and have enjoyed a lot more with this, you know, with the Eternals in the MCU... I've got my Marvel Superman now. It's like I don't really even like. You could just take your time, with, with mucking about whatever whatever you're doing, DC. And I know we're gonna get a, a um <coughs> excuse me a Flash film next year, and it's like that can kind of wait as well. Like I have my Marvel Flash character like character in the MCU who's involved with a better story. And is a much more fleshed out character. <laughs> it was I found that genuinely funny that like. Because you can't really rely on the DCU at the moment. To t- to reliably tell you a good story. Because their consistency is so all over the place. So Marvel was like well we'll just introduce our own Superman in the Flash. And we'll just give you a better version of those characters. <laughs> I, uh, that, that made me laugh a little bit. So yeah. But uh, hey. Mar- Marvel's got their own Flash and their own uh, Superman type character. So cool. Do whatever you're going to do now, DC. So, yeah. But, um... And there was even... There's even a reference... <laughs> there's even a reference from one of the characters. I think it's when, um... Jack, the the young kid who's the son of the, the two gay uh, dads that I talked about. Um... Fastos and... Uh... Ben. As well. And he's talking to... Icarus's character. And he's like, oh, you're Superman. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god, he's even getting called Superman in this film, and yeah, so that was that was really cool. That was really really cool. So um, DC, you do whatever you're gonna do. I have a new Superman and Flash that I can follow now <laughs> in this world. So that was pretty good. Uh, anyway, that's kind of my. I can't really get too much into other parts of the story, but I love this film. I thought it was fantastic. I'm proud of the work that this film has done as well um, with like its diversity and stuff. And uh, really great, really, really good stuff. And these characters are awesome. Their powers were so cool. Um, I found the actual backstory of the Eternals and the Celestials and the Deviants to be really interesting and very different as well. Um, Because to those people that are kind of like, oh, you know, all the MCU films are kind of the same and it's going to be boring after Endgame. And it's like... How can you say that when like Shang-Chi and the Eternals is so much different to anything we've already had? Like I mean I mean even like even like the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers, they're different types of characters. And then you've got the Eternals and then you've got Shang-Chi, it's like they're just all all very different types of characters. There's no there's no way that I could like if I'm to look at Eternals and then something like Captain America um, like the first Captain America film or something. They're such different stories. Like Captain America's not a, a celestial. He's like a super soldier, isn't he? He's one of the Avengers, so it's a different character. So I, I don't really, I don't really quite understand that sentiment of like, oh, it's all cookie cutter, sort of same thing over and over again. It's like, no, the Eternals are much different characters than the Avengers, or than Spider Man, or than Doctor Strange, or. 
than Shang Chi. Um, there's a couple of similarities between like Shang Chi maybe and the Eternals. Like some of the powers are a little bit similar, but still different. So, and then it's like we're gonna eventually get to Blade and Fantastic Four and X Men, and it's like these are all very different things that are all fitting pretty seamlessly into one universe. So, um. I'm just loving what the MCU is doing right now. And I think this is another just great addition on top of it. I think that this is... This is one of the best, to me, MCU films. I don't know about, like... I'd have to think about it a bit more. Because there's, like, 26 films to consider. But this would very easily go in my top 10. Maybe my top 5 for best uh, MCU films. Definitely. So, um... And it's probably one of the best films of the year that I've that I've seen. I mean, we've certainly started ramping up. With film releases. I can't even quite keep up at the moment. But um, no I, I absolutely loved it. I really really did. And uh, I'm just so excited for to, to see them again. See these characters again. It's going to be really cool. So, uh, But after this of course we got Hawkeye. Which again different. How on earth could you look at Hawkeye. And Kate Bishop. And then the Eternals and go no that's the same thing. How That, that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. So. Yeah. I uh, I don't understand that. So if, if somebody that's got that opinion wants to explain that to me. You can feel free to do that. But I don't explain that in any way shape or form. So I don't, I don't understand that in any way shape or form. How they're like all the same character. Like no they're not. <laughs> so anyway uh, that's my spoiler free thoughts. Gone on a bit longer than I thought there. But um, I loved it. And uh, there we go. So Anyway, if you haven't seen Eternals yet, don't quite go anywhere yet because we've got some housekeeping to do. Let you know what other content we've been doing on Entertainment Talk. But I'll let you know when you need to switch the podcast off if you've not seen this film. Because I'm going to get into spoilers afterwards, but stick around. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but... It won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or 
film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, I uh, did another Walking Dead Well Beyond podcast at Season 2, Episode 6. So we're into the second, last last part of the uh, that final season of the show. So we covered that, and we'll of course be continuing that every week on Wednesdays. Let's look out for those episodes. Over on the United cast, I did an episode called The British Media Agenda Against Foreign Players, which is something that's not even really... A secret, it's quite obvious, but I thought I'd take an opportunity to talk about that. There's no Man United games for like the next week or so. There's like a two-week international break. So I thought I'd take a bit of time to talk about some other things on the United cast. And I do have some episodes later today planned out to do as well. So uh, check your podcast feed or the website for those later. Uh, gaming talk this week, we talked about Horizon, um, sorry, Hogwarts Legacy, Horizon Forbidden West, we've got some new information on both of those, and Battlefield 2042, some updates on those games. <clears throat> Over on the United cast, the actual games, uh, we lost 2-0 at home to Manchester City, it's getting worse and worse in terms of the results, so we'll see how that goes. Gaming talk the week before, we talked about Amy Henning, she's going to be speaking a Marvel game, she's going to be working on a Marvel game. We don't know which characters that's going to entail yet, or have in the game, but uh, that was uh, really cool to find out about. We also talked about Call of Duty's future as well, regarding potentially a Modern Warfare 2 game next year, and some updates for Call of Duty Vanguard as well. Uh, United Cast, the 2-2 game draw with Atalanta. Speaking of other Marvel things, Guardians of the Galaxy did my impressions for that game as well. Speaking of games, I'd love an Eternals game. That would be great. Just don't give it to Crystal Dynamics. Um, That would be fantastic. I'd love to uh, control some of those characters and do some cool stuff. That would be great. But I gave my uh, spoiler-free impressions for the Guardians of the Galaxy game as well. I did a podcast discussing uh, the Lightyear trailer and some Toy Story discussion as well, so that was fun to do. Must play review for Vader Immortal, that's a PlayStation VR game. I thoroughly enjoyed my time with that. And that's everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can find us as well on your favourite podcast platforms. So yeah, that's um, all the things we've been doing recently. Um, So I'm going to get into spoilers now for The Eternals. If you've not seen it and you don't want to know well, all the spoilers and stuff. Uh, you're going to want to click away now. If you're listening on the podcast player, you can close that or pause it or mute it or whatever you need to do. And if you're listening on the website, you can just press back or pause or click on the home page or some sort of... Yeah, you can do one of those things to click off the podcast. Um, so yeah, I found the, the basic story... It wasn't really quite basic. The, the interesting story with... Um, Okay, like Celestials and the whole Deviants thing and everything like that. So uh, the way I understood it, because it was a little bit complicated, because obviously it's not like a simple story. But the way I kind of understood it was, so this like otherworldly thing, I can't remember if they gave that a name, that big red thing that they kept talking to, that uh, uh, Cersei, Gemma uh, Chan's character, she kept talking to him. Um, He created these Deviants... That went wrong. And then they created Eternals. Which are Celestials. To counter that. But they're not allowed to interfere. With 
like human on human threats and they showed a few different versions of those types of scenes which was quite sad and quite dark actually in a way because they you saw in certain scenes that they were uh trying to interfere some or like tempted to interfere but they weren't allowed to because their design from what from what i understood their design was only to uh get involved if there was deviance involved which i found them really cool by the way that the deviants are these kind of like weird just these weird like monster sort of things with these tentacles and all that sort of thing that's probably quite hard to fight against actually because you never know where they're because uh, they shoot like loads of tentacles and stuff at uh at the uh, the different characters um yeah it's kind of again something very different like this kind of story has never been told in the mcu before has it um so from what i understood as well the reason that they couldn't get involved with like thanos and all that kind of stuff is because that was like human uh fights because there were no there were no deviants involved so from what i understand if it's deviants that are involved so like the street fight scenes that we we were that sorry the fights in the street that we were seeing when one of the deviants gets involved that's the only time they can get involved themselves um but if it's like human on human conflict or like if it's humans are involved so like an iron man or, or somebody like that they're not allowed to interfere because that wasn't their design purpose um so yeah it's just it's just it's just crazy that the mcu's got to a point where they're able to tell that story um and yeah it'd be interesting once they start speaking to some of the other avengers characters and the other mcu characters and they try to explain that to them and like what would doctor strange think about that kind of thing and because you've got different levels of the other characters right you've got like the high school guy like you know peter parker um obviously spider-man like what he thinks of the eternals is probably going to be different to like somebody that's a bit more otherworldly so like a doctor strange type of character um and then even like later on when we get like she hulk introduced and moon knight and like how is that going to kind of click together that's going to be really cool um but then you've also got other people like thor who's got a bit more of a human side to him but again he's from this like other place this asgard place um so because that's that's a pretty big deal the fact that these really powerful characters couldn't get involved with the big threat that was thanos and they kind of had to observe it in a way um so yeah and i did like as well the other kind of side of that which was um what was his name uh druig how uh so barry kogan's character how at some point he was like you know what i'm kind of fed up with this and i'm gonna go a bit more rogue and sort of get involved um and we kind of saw how some of that played out as well but no i i quite yeah again just just different stuff um we're into just a new era of the mcu and it's time to introduce these kinds of characters i thought that was uh pretty fantastic pretty good um so uh what do i want to talk about next um i'll kind of mention i don't want to go like character by character because i'll be here for another like hour or so <laughs> but um but i suppose i'll talk about some of the character deaths as well which were a bit of a surprise um and then i want to tie that into angelina jolie's really cool scene scene as uh as thena as well so uh i i i ijax um salma hayek's character um got kind of betrayed by um icarus uh, richard madden's character because he was on the other side as well which was kind of thinking um 
you know, about like he'd been betrayed or or, or whatever that kind of thing was. Um, I like the way that they played that because they look they made that seem like a deviant just attacked her kind of normally, but then obviously he pushed her off. She tried to fight for her life and she got killed that way, and then he flew her to the uh, the uh, house thing. So that was um, yeah, a bit of a bit of an interesting kind of twist. I, I thought that was good. Um, the two that they did kill off, I thought were still impactful, but they can kind of get away with it a bit more. Um, obviously, Ajax, Ajax, A-J-A-K, Ajax, um, somebody will probably correct me on that, uh, she was kind of the leader, and obviously the little stone thing was given to, uh, Cersei, Gemma, Chan's, uh, character, so that was interesting as well. The other one that died was, um, Gilgamesh, uh, Mai Dong, um, CX character because he, he kind of had this like almost like it was almost like an iron fist type of character wasn't he? he could sort of charge up his punches I thought that was really cool yeah kind of a sad scene with that because you've got um uh, what's her name uh Thena Angelina Jolie's character she kind of gets stuck in these like um not like mental health but these kind of locked in these thought patterns where she can't really do much and then she turns on the group and that kind of thing. So she's locked into that. And she like can't really move. Um, because of like what she's kind of going through and stuff. So she couldn't help. Uh, what was his name again? Sorry I'm having to scroll through this cast list. Because I'm not familiar with the names yet. Um, Gilgamesh. Gil- Gilgamesh with his character. So yeah. two Again two kind of impactful deaths. But um, I felt like. I, I know the main supposed main character of the group did die but it it was handed off to maybe a better character with Gemma Chan's character later but um that was pretty impactful as well so that was uh that was very very good um yeah I want to talk about the really cool scene with Thena so she's fighting with like the fully formed version of one of the deviants I thought that was really cool as well and she gets kind of temporarily trapped and her hands are tied behind her back and she hasn't got her swords and that sort of thing. That was really cool, by the way, like her swords and, and stuff. Um, so she got kind of caught with that. And then he goes to like, what was it they do? They sort of suck the life out of people. Literally, they sort of put their tentacles into the necks and then like, well, suck the life out of them, I suppose, in order for them to kind of evolve, which I suppose was the, the idea there. Um and I started to quite like Angelina's character, Thena. I thought she was really cool. And I was like, oh, no, I hope they don't kill her off. Obviously, if they do, it's impactful because I got kind of attached to that character. And then she just whips out these swords and uh, does this, like, one-hit kind of move and just kills the Deviant. I thought that was so cool. Because um, she got caught, kind of uh, trapped in that mindset thing. Again, I can't remember if they gave it a name. Uh, but that was great, and she just takes it out in one swipe. So that was kind of risky of her to do, I suppose. But the risk paid off because, um, yeah, she managed to to, to kill it. And then uh, they do all this other stuff outside as well with these volcanoes. In the meantime, um, some other things I didn't kind of mention in the spoiler-free part um, made me laugh quite a bit. This this film as well. Uh, some really great jokes and stuff and particularly the scene at the end with um Festus's character uh and he's trying to like be a good dad and obviously and everything and then Angelina Jolie's uh 
so you know she's putting her hand in his toaster and she doesn't quite understand like how that stuff works and um jack the little kid is trying to reach for like an orange and she stabs it and gets it off the shelf <laughs> so that was great the, the the cinema the people in the cinema with me were kind of laughing as well at the time <clears throat> and then he's he's like um yeah your your uh your what was it babysitting um uh privileges are revoked <laughs> that was great so again just really great characterization I, re- I really enjoyed what they did um with a lot of those things as well so yeah uh, i was emotional at certain points during this film i laughed i smiled i was shocked i was engaged with the action i was engaged with the characters and i just think these characters are so damn cool like really really cool and just from like that very first like that was a great way to kick the film off which was with that action scene and i was like wow these characters are really cool and they're really powerful as well um yeah and like let's say you got to a scene later on where like wonder who i think arguably is like the strongest avenger like her what's her power levels compared to like these people or these um celestials the eternals like what what does that kind of compare like and once we get to like the next big villain they'll have just even more powerful characters to uh to look at later so yeah brilliant stuff really really good i uh thoroughly enjoyed it um it was great a couple of other kind of because i was trying to i finished the, watching the film and i was like okay what was my favorite scene i was like oh it was that one no it was that one no that one and then i had like three or four in mind um so one scene i really liked obviously is Dina's scene the one i already talked about uh icarus when he's fighting and he's using his superman type powers uh you've got um kingo he was using some of his powers as well like he does these little blast things that was cool um fastos and he's shooting like that was the um with fastos's powers that was the uh shang chi kind of comparison i was kind of trying to make because he shoots off these sort of ring type things doesn't work in the same way that um shang chi's rings work but kind kind of similar in in a certain way and obviously makari she's got the speed powers um which i thought was fantastic the scene where she's like running after um richard's character as well like he's flying around and she's it that was kind of like flash versus superman in a way uh, i thought that was fantastic um and she's like speeding around and she's like jumping when she's running and that that was that was fantastic as well so i really like that scene um what was the other one that i liked i liked um when thena was like spinning around and stuff and she was trying to fight one of the deviants i think that was closer to the start of the film um some people were trying to point out on social media that the cg for that scene was really bad that scene was so fast i couldn't see bad like how do you that must just be some sort of weird nitpicking uh so it's the scene at the the start of the film where she's kind of spinning around she cuts the deviant's like leg and she tries to like do some cool stuff and i saw some people on on twitter and stuff like showing a gif of that scene and they're like oh look how bad the cg is here and then when i actually watched it in real time with the film i was like that was so fast how did you even see how did like what um (laughs) uh yeah Uh, that's just that's just too much of a sort of like 
I don't know, like people trying to bring the MCU down, I suppose. And I saw some other people being like, oh, if this was like a DC scene, people would be piling on it and everything. And it's like, how did you take the time to like make a gif where that scene is slightly slower and like try to nitpick at it? Because um, she spins around so fast that you can't even... I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I thought that scene was great as well. So, um, I suppose the other the only other two things when we talk about the post credit scenes... Um, so there's the one with, was it Harry Styles? Let me see. Yeah, Harry Styles, Eros. Uh, Thanos' brother. Wow. Um, and he's there with this other drunk character whose name I can't quite remember. Um, I can't find his name listed here. Uh, and then he teleports him in and he's like, oh, your friends are in trouble. You need to come with us. Obviously, that was tied into the slightly previous scene where Kit Harrington's character... And Gemma Chan, Gemma Chan was sort of taken away, and the big guy, the the red person, the one that's in charge of them or whatever, um, was like, "Oh, you'll need to make like a sacrifice, or I'll I'll use some judgment or something." So I'm guessing what um, Eros was talking about was tied into that, probably because they are in danger, I suppose. Uh, so that was cool. Um, I saw some people online like, oh, Harry Styles is involved, like, what's the MCU doing? And it's like, if he does a good job, why does it matter? Like, he was fairly good in that scene. And it was, like, one scene as well. It's just, yeah, some people trying to bring the MCU down again, I suppose. So, and then, um, the other part, I had a little bit of a suspicion about this second post credit scene. Because Kit Harington, where's his character's name? Uh, Dane, who was kind of sort of in a relationship with... Cersei but then she ends up with Icarus as well um and he's like oh my family background is a little bit different to what I told you and then they get interrupted and I was like hang on a minute is he an eternal is he a uh, celestial we didn't quite get that exact answer but there's a sword involved and then somebody whispers to him um like oh we need to talk or or whatever that kind of thing the MCU is so good at doing that just a little sort of a, a really little nice little setup scene of sort of hey you just this character discovered this thing we're gonna have to investigate it because that just nicely leads into the next story um it, it was funny actually in the, in the in the cinema I was watching this in because uh some people started walking out as soon as the film finished and it was like come on 13 years of post-credit scenes you know you're supposed to stay in your seat and then obviously we had two so we had to wait through a bit of a longer credits and then uh, there was only about six people left in the in the in the cinema where there was about fifteen before, so most of the people had left. And uh, <laughs> the scene played out right with um, with Dane, and he's like nervous about touching the sword and all this kind of stuff. And somebody says something to him. We don't see who it is. <laughs> and then this person turned around in the cinema, and they were like, "Whose voice was that?" And then this other person's like, fuck if I know. Because <laughs> um, you're not really kind of supposed to. That's the that's the tease for the next time, isn't it? That was the, that's the tease for um, whenever we see that. So that was funny. That was funny. But um, brilliant. Just brilliant overall. Thoroughly enjoyed my time with this film. Great characters. Great story. Great backstory. Great job with uh, diverse characters as well. And, you know, a bit of newer representation with uh, the deaf character with uh, Makari, uh, Lauren Ridloff. She was phenomenal in this, in this film as well. Because um, the last thing I kind of want to say as well, I was trying to look, I was looking at these characters and I was like, I like all of these characters, like most of them, pretty much. 
Now, I was like, who's my favourite? Um, so, my favourite character, I really liked Icarus. I really liked Thena. And I really liked um, Makari as well. Uh, those are probably my three favourites. Um, but they're all very cool anyway. I mean, you know, obviously, I really liked what they did with uh, Fastos and the relationship there. But the the two coolest characters, I think, probably Thena and Makari are my are my two favourites. Um, just just really great stuff anyway. So, but regardless of my favourite characters, I love this film. Thought it was great. Really enjoyed my time with it. I can't wait to see these characters again. I can't wait for Hawkeye later this month. And to see what they do with Kate Bishop. And to again get a bit of a different type of story. So yeah. Great stuff. Uh, anyway. Um, I've talked for long enough. Uh, let me know what you thought. Did you like this film as much as me? Did you think it was just okay? Did you not like it for some particular reason? Whatever you think. Let me know what you think anyway. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. So uh, you can get involved that way. Uh, also two quicker ways to email me. Um, you can, if you're if you're looking on the post version of this web of this uh, podcast on the website, you can scroll down a bit. There's a big email box. You can put your email and your message in there, and um, you can send in a message that way. You can also click on or copy and paste the actual email name. You can write in that way as well. So let me know what you thought of this film. I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it, and uh, can't wait to see these characters again. Uh, in the meantime. Uh, you can also find uh, all the other episodes that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. That's TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts. So take a look at those as well. Uh, there will be some United cast episodes a bit later. I've got a few things to talk about as well. So look out for those. Um, if you want to support us in other ways, you can, of course, listen to more episodes that we've done either on the website entertainmenttalk.org or find us as well on podcast platforms. So that's great as well. You can uh, also just tell other people that you know. Word of mouth social media. Just tell other people. Or share the podcast around on social media. You can tell other people that way. You can also support us through Patreon. $1, $3 level tiers. Add free podcast review options. Take a look at those as well if you'd like to. Um, you can also. Uh, if you want some TV and film news. There was obviously the Disney Plus day on Friday. Some more Marvel shows were announced. So if you want to catch up with those. Uh, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio for all those things as well. Um, so Geek Town Radio episodes are on Tuesdays. Check those out as well if you'd like to. Uh, so you can find that. Uh, Bex is streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there. You can follow me on Twitch as well. E-Talk UK for all my different streams. And you can find those streams archived later on YouTube. Entertainment Talk Plays. Great stuff. Thoroughly enjoyed this. And I will uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Goodbye.